Hey everybody, welcome to Burke Reviews Top 5 Movies. I'm John Burke, and with me as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And Michael Sanchez. Hello. And this week on Top 5 Movies, we're going to be talking about our Top 5 Movie Mysteries. Um, and these are mystery movies, to be precise. It was supposed to be, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but in honor of Where'd You Go, Bernadette, the new Richard Linklater film that keeps getting pushed back. Um, it's not coming out this week. Like, I originally had it uh, listed. Um, I saw that. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. uh, it's supposed to come out in August now. It was supposed to come out, like, in February or March, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Weird. That's strange. And if you really go back a little farther, it was actually listed for last year, and it got pushed back uh, all the way to this year. Um, I had it on my most anticipated list for last year, as well as this year, because oh, dang. I tend to like uh, Richard Linklater. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize all that um I, I feel like i've been seeing steady like trailers for it when i go to the mm-hmm. movies yeah it's they... been on tv it's been promoted on tv yep and it's a huge cast i mean you got um kate blanchett judy greer kristen wig billy crudup uh lawrence fishburne and a few other people that pop in and out in the trailer um i don't know it looks interesting i think it's based on a book um I want to see it. Yeah, I was I was intrigued, and that was the idea originally for this uh, list. I we already pushed it back once because they pushed the movie back, but I decided, you know what, let's just stick with it. Um, there's no reason. Oh, I, I thought we're just gonna push it back till August. Oh well, you know we considered it, but um, oh. since we're gonna do it now, that would be silly. Um, <laughs> but I didn't look, Corey. Did you happen to see who's going in what order? I feel like I'm probably yeah. Free. It's you, me, Mike. Okay. I was in the right idea. Um, well, we're going to basically get right into this. We did not go into any like real um, descriptions of what constitutes a mystery. And uh, there are definitely movies out there that are listed as mysteries um, that I wouldn't think of as a movie mystery or a mystery movie. Uh, but there's no rules when we make our list, really. Um, as long as you can justify it in the in any sense, like it's listed on IMDb or Letterboxd or someone else's random movie list. Um, I tried to go more for stories that are centered around a mystery as opposed to uh, they contain a mystery or it's like there is a Ooh. reveal. Um, but again... Minor reveals. Interesting. I like twists. Ah. Um, and of course, those two things can go hand in hand. Uh mm-hmm. Because the a character can be looking for a mystery and that will become a reveal and or twist later, but it just depends. Um, so again, listener, uh, the way this works, if you've never listened to Top Five before, we make our list in secret and we get on the podcast to go over our top five movies that meet whatever criterion we have decided upon. Uh, and as noted, this one is mysteries, and we left it as a mystery as to what that could entail. Um, I had a this I had a lot of movies to sort through and um, I don't know for sure if I chosen correctly I think I have um, 
there were a couple of newer movies that I really wanted to include, but I think I've opted to leave those to honorable mentions. But uh, the way this works is we go in order. Um, me, Corey, Mike this week, we reveal from five to one. But we like to be able to say whatever we want. And since this is mysteries, there's a really big chance for spoilers. So, Corey. Guys, you can go to BerkReviews.com and check out each of our top five lists. Otherwise, full steam ahead, you've been warned. Now, um, one thing we've noticed over the couple of years now, that three or four years that we've been doing this, Mike tends to have some obscure movies on his list. And we like what? to wager. No. Uh, we like to wager how many of Mike's movies we've seen. Um, I believe I let you go first last time, Corey. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm going to go first either way. Since I'm going first this week, why not go first on both? Uh, I'm going to say I've seen... I'm going to go with three. I think I've seen three of Mike's movies. What about you? Oh, you're brave. I'm going to go two. Oh, you just went down one. Though. I thought you'd go for the, the <laughs> big old one. Uh, no. <laughs> One movie. <laughs> no like sometimes it's hard. Movies. And I'm no like, movies. I have seen none of your movies. Oh. I might have heard about it in passing, but no oh. kidding. <laughs> but before we jump into our list, real fast, I just finished watching a movie before uh, we started recording. Um, I am about to. Uh, I've been listening to the Blank Check podcast for a while now, and I'm going through a lot of their back episodes, and they do uh, filmographies of directors. So I've done listen to their i've watched some of the movies i'd seen already and others i'm having to watch in order to listen but um they're currently doing michael mann so i'm still working through michael mann's filmography um but i just went through as many of Catherine bigelow's films as i was able to see uh and i did skip um k19 the widowmaker because it just did not appeal to me and i, I just <laughs> couldn't, couldn't bring myself to watch it um you you, you should you should have skipped uh, blue steel too I like Blue Steel. Um, <laughs> no, I did, sure I it. did not like. I, I I wanted to watch um, Near Dark and uh, the not the Weight of Water, although that is one I also skipped. Um, I wanted to watch Strange Days, uh, which is both of those are out of print and very hard to get a hold of, and there's some kind of rights issue, so they're not even available like on digital. Um, so it's really frustrating. Uh, you could probably find it illegally, but I don't do that, so I could not do that. Um, but I am uh, currently uh, I just finished Bigelow I finished a while ago now I finished um, the Wachowskis uh, M. Night Shyamalan uh, they did Spielberg the DreamWorks year so basically Jurassic World uh, or I'm sorry sorry Lost World Jurassic Park um, up until uh, his most recent films BFG Ready Player One and Post um, I did James Cameron uh, and so on and so forth a lot of those I'd already seen the movies and there were a couple I still haven't watched but I'm jumping into Paul Ver Verhoeven. Am I saying that right? Verhoeven. Yeah, um, I've seen RoboCop, and I've seen a lot of his later films, but I just watched one that I had never uh, watched: Total Recall. What? The, the, huh? You never it, watched? I it? never saw the original Total Recall. Ironically, I've seen With the Colin Farrell Total Recall. Schwarzenegger. Um, yeah, I've never seen the Arnold Schwarzenegger one until just now. Um, way better than the Colin Farrell one, which is... Mm, yes, no, I mean, no, it's cheesy, and there's... It's but, Arnold but, uh, movie. Much, much better than... Why they even remade it was make, makes no sense. Well, they, they, I think they tried to make it too serious. Um, like, I thought it was way more fun with this iteration, and, like, I, I don't remember that one that well, the new one, but I do know I watched it. But, uh, yeah, I just finished this one. Um, I still have to watch Basic Instinct, uh, and I think that pretty much... <laughs> wraps up the filmography um 
that I haven't seen of his, uh, except there's like his very first film isn't available easily, so I'm just skipping that one. But um, what's the first one? I don't remember what it's called. It's something like I'd never heard of it before. Hang on, I'll pull it up. Um, but because uh, it's RoboCop is the one he's most known for, but Flesh and Blood, I believe, is his first one. Unless that I don't know that one. Random one shot, one. but um, that's odd. Yeah, and it doesn't appear to be uh, readily available um, anywhere that I could get without having to go through a lot. And I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. Um, uh, well, it's wow. Uh, Rucker Howard and Jennifer Jason Lee are the top build. It, um, it's it is his movie from uh, 1985, medieval Europe. A young girl from a noble family is obsessed with her captors' commoners. Hmm. Weird. Yep. That doesn't ring about. That doesn't even match his style. No, probably more. Re- and then again, I'm, it might be tonally where his style comes into play. Um. Because that's what I would say, like, with RoboCop and Total Recall. Uh, obviously, the violence is there, but, like, just, like, the commentary on society, um, kind of poking fun at it and whatnot, but... Was he Starship Troopers, too? Yeah, yep. Yeah. And Showgirls. He's got a weird filmography. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, I, again, luckily, I've seen most of his filmography, except for the... I Like I said, the big one, man, Total Recall, that I skipped. But he also did uh, L. A couple of years ago, um, 2016, which was really crazy and messed up, but it won um, Elizabeth Hooper the Oscar, um, and I did see that because I was watching all the Oscar movies that year. Um, and of course, he did the classic uh, Kevin Bacon film, Hollow Man. Oh, uh, well, hmm. yep. Which I've also seen. You're, you're so. just practicing your irony lately. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've but I've seen that one. So uh, again, I don't have to rewatch it. I'm just like trying to pick through the ones that I hadn't seen and Total Recall was one that had been on my gap list for a long time a lot of people love Total Recall and I, I enjoyed it it's some I, I did I have an eye thing so I had to look away a couple times with some of the, the eye bulging because I'm just like ah oh, Jesus um but yeah thought it was entertaining and uh one of the better Schwarzenegger films I remember obviously he's got a few better ones but um I thought it was pretty solid yeah, I, I agree. I was on television lately, and it's weird to see the TV edit because there's certain parts that are very. I, yeah. I just would have to excise a completely. Lot. So, yeah, and um, I mean, th- I will say the some of the effects don't hold up. Like not so much the makeup, but the green screen effects. Like you can really see the chroma key work, like pieces of mm-hmm. hair c- like cutting in and out with the green screen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, wow, that was that's real brutal. But you know, it's it's ninety, so you gotta get, be forgiving. Um, but yeah, not to derail, uh, I just thought I'd bring that up cause, um, I'd never seen it and I know that's a movie a lot of people have and, uh, it doesn't qualify as a mystery, but let's get into our list. Um, oh, it kind of does though. It does. Oh, you know what? You are right. It totally does. Um, that's like a major cause it even ends with, you're still kind of uncertain mm-hmm. of the ending. Uh, spoilers have been warned listeners, so don't freak out on me. Um, but I'm ready to start. You guys ready to, to hear my number five? Uh, sure. We don't have to travel very far because we're just going back to 2018. I saw this movie last year. Um, I went in very, very concerned because it's directed by Paul Feig, a guy who's been hit or miss for me. Um, but the trailers were not convincing. Uh, a Simple Favor that stars Anna Kendrick, Blake Lively, and Henry Golding, who had a killer year last year uh, with this movie and um, Crazy Rich Asians. Uh 
I, I didn't really know what to expect when I went into a simple favor. Um, it it has the like Gone Girl, uh, Girl on the Train vibe to it, but there's a satirical slant um, that I think works really well. Uh, it's up and down. It's got really great performances from Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. Um, I was kind of floored when I saw this movie last year. I love the the look and the style of the film. Um, the use of music. It's just. It's just a fun, really interesting mystery film um, that I, I, I was so apprehensive about when I went into it um, that it, it literally kind of knocked me off my feet for a minute. When it was over, I was like, I think I love this, and I don't know for sure, but I ended up buying it, and it's a movie that I, I really, really recommend if you missed it or if you skipped it, um, that you rent it, buy it, check it out, especially if you are a fan of movie mysteries. See, this one seemed intriguing by the preview, but I never got around to it. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's a Blake Lively thing. I, I, hmm. you know, she, I keep finding the movies that I end up watching with her end up being pretty solid. Like, I thought The Shallows would be bad, and then I ended up actually liking The Shallows. Um, I don't like when people compare it to Jaws because they're crazy, but um, I do think The Shallows was a much better movie than I had anticipated. And I would say the same with Simple Favor. Um, you know, I, I haven't seen too many of her other films. I mean, she's in Green Lantern, so I've seen that. But, um, yeah, oh. I, I thought she was really good in this. And I, I'm a big Anna Kendrick fan. And I don't know if you've seen mm, yeah. um, Crazy Rich Asians, but uh, Henry Golding is really good in both movies. Um, and I think, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does this year or next year. I did. We did catch it. That surprised me as well. I didn't really know what I was getting into and then I, I was glad to have gotten into it yeah and I with this movie I was really impressed with Paul Feig because um, he he's done a lot of comedies you know he's he's most famous for doing uh, Bridesmaids is the movie that kind of made his name and then I would say most notorious for the uh, female reboot of Ghostbusters um, not that I cared that it was females I just think it's a bad movie um, but this movie I I thought he did really well i think it's my probably my second favorite feed movie with uh i think he did spy with melissa mccarthy and i think i like that see i like spy i I do too because i'm not a melissa mccarthy fan yeah uh, i well uh, uh, depending on what time in her career i think post gilmore girls yeah 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 it's all it depends on who the director is and um, that too i guess yeah it definitely depends on the character but yeah she's really good in spy but so for this movie uh again i really enjoyed the mis the mystery element of it and the um the kind of like satirical side although i i feel like it plays the mystery straight for most of the movie but there is definitely some like kind of mocking of some of those other movies and how serious they go um, and Kendrick is just naturally comedically charming, in my opinion, and that works really well in this movie. I'll have to give it a go. I I remember it, then I thought, yeah, oh, it did really well box office. It, it did really well. Wow. I actually did not know that. Huh. Uh, budget of $20 million, box office just under 98 Oh, yeah, yeah, solid. Oh, and Linda Cardellini is in it? Oh. Yeah, uh, there are three like snotty parents that. Um, uh, oh, in fact, that's one I want to mention. Uh, Parna Nancharla uh, is a stand-up comedian who I am a big fan of, and she's got a very small part. But uh, her, Andrew Reynolds, and I, th- 
think I don't remember who the third parent is. There's like a group of parents that like talk trash about Blake Lively and also Anna Kendrick. And there is a really nice little sidebar of comedic relief. There's a lot of laughs in this movie, even though there's also some pretty dark stuff that happens. So. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'm a fan. Go. Yep, I recommend. Simple favor. All right, well, that's my number five. Uh, I think we are... Corey, did, you did not see it, I take it? No, I was kind of interested, but just like Mike, it just kind of, you know. For sure. Well, then let's go to you. What's your number five? Okay, so I tried to look through, like, our past, like, for this year and last year, because I feel like I've talked about some of these, but I couldn't find any where they would have fit in our prior, you know, whatever, topics. Mm -hmm. But I, so my first one, I couldn't not talk about 1985's Clue. (laughs) I love this movie. I haven't even seen it in a little while. I think it's probably been like two or more years since my last viewing. Um, I love the three different endings. I love that apparently different theaters got different endings. (laughs) I mean, I was barely born maybe but I feel like that would have been fun to try to see them all in theaters Um, and I love the board game so much it's my favorite game ever but you can't play with two people so there's that yeah but yeah so and I mean Tim Curry as Wadsworth is solid gold yeah uh, he's he's usually good all around I like Curry (laughs) Um, he's he's I just saw him. Uh, it's an older episode, but an episode of uh, Psych, and he's mm. um, he's playing like a uh, Simon Cowell character on an American uh, uh, America's Got Talent type show kind of thing, and he's so funny. Um, but this, this the cast in this movie is pretty solid, anyways. I mean, aside from oh, him, Christopher Lloyd, Christopher Lloyd, Michael McKean, um, Martin Mull, um, Leslie Ann Warren's and some stuff. Colin Camp, I believe, is in some Colleen Camp. Excuse me. Um, those are the main ones I recognize. Directed by Jonathan Lynn. Uh, yeah, I I, I couldn't oh. remember, and I did my cousin Vinny. My cousin Vinny. Oh, which I just watched not long ago for the first um, time. Love my cousin Vinny, um, and I'm yeah, I'm a really great. That big, would count as a mystery too. It yeah, I guess it would. Um, I'm a fan of the whole nine yards to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the no, the, the sequel wasn't so good. No, the sequel's horrible. Um, cannot make. I don't think I've ever made it through the whole sequel. Uh. I, I, I think I'm with you too. I'm a big fan of, of Matthew Perry from Friends, especially. Uh, but I like the the play out with his kind of Chandler esque uh, persona and Bruce Willis. But not to get hung up on that, I haven't seen Clue in years. But I used to love that movie when I was a kid. Like I used to watch it regularly. It, I love when he's just like going through the whole mansion and like pointing out possibilities, or it's just like so because some of it seems a little slow i guess and then when we're being presented with like who could have done what where it like speeds up a lot Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of frantic and all over the place well yeah them running back and forth to all the places it's so great um yeah and tim curry is one of the iconic in my opinion when i think of tim curry this is one of the movies that i think of um this or rocky horror well, I you we've talked about on this show recently that I still have not watched Rocky Horror. 
Um, yeah. but, uh, but this is what I think of when I think of Tim Curry. But I do, like you were just saying, he's in Psych. I think it's funny to see some of the places he pops up because it's well, kind what, of unexpected. I would say Clue and uh, growing up, there were two movies that he was in a lot that I watched. Clue and Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so those are like the two iconic for me Curry roles, and of course I knew him as Pennywise. Even though I I oh, don't yeah. know that I ever really, I've watched it like in the last four or five years, um, completely. But as a kid, I think I was too afraid to really watch it because, of, like, I more because I heard how scary it was, not because of anything that actually happened for me. But everyone said, "Oh, it's so scary." It doesn't hold up though. It does it just, not. It, no. It's I. I I would hope this new version does, but that one doesn't. Uh, Ooh, I'm but he was so good in that. Ooh, he was so good in that. Yeah, wow. his Pennywise is really good. But, um, but yeah, I yeah, mean, I, didn't... Um, I I also am a fan of the board game, Corey, and I never get to play it. Like, my wife and daughter actually bought <sighs> me a new one not long ago, and we still haven't tried to play it. Because, like, my daughter is only quasi into board games and card games. My wife is completely she does not like them um once i can get her to play she's usually into it but it's like convincing her that she'll have fun is is a chore and it stinks because i'm a big fan of all types of games like i like video games um mike and i've spent many hours this week playing card games um and uh you know it's it's a lot of fun for me so i would really love to play clue again um just the idea of it because i didn't mention this but you guys might know i'm a big fan of batman who in the comics has always been called the world's greatest detective, something they've really never done in the movies. And supposedly the new one that we're getting with Robert Pattinson is supposed to be the greatest detective Batman. And I can't wait to see that. (laughs) I'm imagining him in a Sherlock Holmes cowl and a pipe walking around. I'm Batman. A monocle over his bat mask. I'm a shiny Batman. But I, um, I've always, because that's my Pattinson voice. Uh, it hurts. Um, I because of my passion though for like mysteries and detectives this list is, is this is a, a genre that I tend to get drawn towards um and yet I also I find a lot of the movies that I've seen that um I really like I have not rewatched a whole lot and that was one of the hard parts about choosing is like well I love that movie but I haven't I've only seen it once I don't know how much I can really talk about it you know um yeah and so the, I, I left a few off uh, that are going to be in honorable mentions, but like that are iconic, um, that I love even. But I'm like, well, I haven't seen it in like ten years, so who knows? But um, I like the idea though, Corey. Clue, we're starting off there. We have a simple favor, which has some humor. Clue has some humor. Mike, did you follow the trend? Is your number five a comedy? No, not I, at all. Yeah, I figured. Not. <laughs> I wasn't. You <laughs> would said expect nothing mystery. else. <laughs> Actually, I do have one, but it's not in my in my. It's in my honorable mentions. That's actually not a single one of these has this. One, this pick may have a slight bit of comedy, if any, uh, of any of them. Um, it's, it's weird though because it's one of those that it's. I feel like people are divided up about it because uh, some of the contents. Uh, it's uh, there. I'll get to that. And th- this is the tricky part. I know we did the the spoiler warning, but. I mean, I, I don't want to give away too much of any of these, especially my a specific pick. Um, one of them I feel like we've talked about a lot before, but uh, I don't recall if it did so well. Um, I'm sorry, I haven't even gotten to the name of it. 1995's The General's Daughter. 
uh, it was adapted by a no- uh, from a novel of the same name, and, but I just can't remember its box office performance. But it made enough of a prof- uh, impression on me that here we are. It's my number five. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty. I know I, I have a distinct memory of it, seeing it at the big screen, and Travolta has definitely fallen off. I think I want to say this is post Pulp Fiction. Is that right? That would be right. I think so. Oh yeah, yeah. a couple um, of years. And he uh, was, 94 he was, Pulp yeah. So it, it te- he teamed up with Madeline Stowe, who is just wonderful. I think she's great, and they both play investigators in uh, the the title kind of gives it away at, at the general, which is the general of the base that they're uh, close by. His, his daughter ends up murdered, and there's a lot that goes along. On with it's very involved, and it. it, it to say that family relationships are strained in this would be a huge understatement. Uh, but again, I don't want to go into too many spoilers. But uh, I, there, I know that because they had a chemistry. Travolta and Stowe did. I'm glad some of their relationship there was excised. There, I think they're supposed. To, I think they had at one point maybe sort of dated their characters. It's almost you know how you go into a movie, and they already have a back history uh, between them. Uh-huh. And and so I'm glad they left that out because I think it would have been unnecessary. But there's, the, I think the most difficult part of it, and I, I guess I make these picks where it's like, oh wait, wait a minute, I know like my film outsider picture, she was weird last time, but um, there are some really brutal assault scenes against uh, a, a one character, the title character, and. It, they don't. I, I'm not saying it revels in it, but it it definitely reminds me of. I don't know if you guys have seen The Accused with Jodie Foster long ago. I don't believe so. Okay, um, and see that's one I missed. It it's very just not easy. You know, yeah. it's not one of those things that's easy to watch. Sure. To, to put it mildly, so. But when we talk about humor, there are some throwaway lines that are given to uh, Travolta that are really great and but that's the closest any of my picks are going to have any uh, to humor oh man well I feel like I definitely know you talked about this movie once before I I think we might have did a Travolta list maybe when God oh, was, probably was on. Um, yeah uh, I can't remember for sure I definitely know that we talked about it because I remember um, like looking at this movie with uh, curiosity it's 99 right or is it 95 95? I put 95, but I in my parentheses, right. I, uh, it's funny you say 99 because I usually put them in parentheses. I have 99 oh, It is 99. In it. I'm sorry. Okay, so that yeah, was yeah. my mistake. I, 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 I kind of hesitated. I'm like, well, I put, why did I put 95? So I'm editing that now. No problem. I've got a, I've got a new-to-me laptop, and I, I dates are just cursory. I don't need to worry about dates. Well... Um, it, General's Daughter is one I remember I did not see but I remember like the marketing for it and it just seemed when I you know 99 I was more into like Fight Club The Matrix 99 is such a great year there was a lot of other movies yeah that this, had one, my this one would this one would be easy to get lost in the shuffle and I think at that point I had already kind of gone cold on Travolta again like um, I loved him in Pulp Fiction but um I feel like doesn't is Michael and Phenomenon after Pulp Fiction? 
Michael. Uh, I really, uh, yeah, I would imagine that that's yeah. the second wave. I, I think that I kinda, like Phenomenon. I don't oh, think I even so watched good. it. I was so like just like whatever. Um, I don't know. I uh, got it's real, real saccharine. Yeah, it's real. Um, do you remember Powder? I do. I liked Powder uh, though at the time. I haven't seen it. I saw it with. Um, I. I wouldn't have oh, gone sorry. to see that on my own though. I got like kind of dragged to it, and I was like, "Oh, this is better than I thought," kind of thing. But it well, the, my only issue now at this point, and again, it's the whole separating the art from the the person is um, the director of Victor Da Silva, also the same director, I believe, for Jeepers Creepers. Oh, uh, that yeah. whole yeah, yeah, that, that whole thing and powder. That well, I'm powder totally. I'm like, oh, well, hold on a second, because just there's certain parts in that they're like okay this is just weird um but there i feel there's a definitely like that could be a double feature powder phenomenon but ph- phenomenon is a whole lot more saccharine very sweet and and sometimes that's okay and it worked mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. but right. um general's daughter yeah um besides the brutal brutality of some of the parts uh I it really and you know what's funny I was really stuck to the mystery part now looking at my list I'm like yeah I you'll see you'll see gotcha gotcha I I I feel like I did as well and my number four um is from 2000 and it is directed by Christopher Nolan uh, Memento um this is a movie I've seen actually a few times now I was very late to it though I didn't see it till maybe like mm-hmm. 2014 2015 um and uh, stars Guy Pierce, Carrie Ann Moss, Joe Pantoliano, or P- Joey Pants, as the fans call Joe him. Um, Mark Boone Jr. He's in a lot of Nolan's films. Um, uh, yeah, this movie is so cool. I've I've actually taught this film, so I have like a very intimate knowledge of its structure, and I love the way it works. The mystery. Um, this movie, if you've never uh, seen it, um, have both of you seen Memento? Oh yes, yeah. I yeah, okay. definitely. Um, you know, because we start at the middle, and we have two uh, storylines that are happening. One is going forward, one is going backwards, and kind of like loops. And we get it. Uh, the one that's going forward is in black and white, and eventually we meet in the middle. Uh, well, we meet where we started, and we learn the truth. Um, and I love the way the mystery is unfolded, and the uh, the use of the short term memory um, that Guy Pierce's character has. That's all he. Um, you know, he, he doesn't retain anything, so he's constantly, like, forgetful, so he uses tattoos. Um, and the idea of narrative and how that we can construct a narrative from things, it, it's such a cool movie. Um, it's very stylized, something Nolan likes to work with, uh, the structure of how he tells stories. He, he plays with time a lot, and this movie definitely does that. Um, my students this year, I actually just taught it for the first time this year, and my students were very intrigued by the whole premise. Um, and it's it's just it's really unique it's easy to uh to remember it's definitely one of guy pierce's best performances um plus you get two of the matrix uh alum you know from a year off the matrix mind you carry moss and joey pants both being major uh trinity and cypher in the matrix um so when i finally got to this movie i was blown away um and then you know upon further studying and listening to other people talk about it i've just i just really really appreciate what it does and when i'm thinking mysteries uh there's no way I could not include this. Um, I've got to throw out too. Stephen Tobolowski plays an important part because there is that side story that Guy Pierce's character talks about whenever he describes his illness, um, and he's like, it's always shown in a flashback with Sammy Sammy Jenk- Jenkins. Um, but yeah, yeah, 
yeah, easy to forget if you haven't seen it a lot, but it's it's very prominent if you have. Um, yeah, that's my uh, my big my big number four, Memento. Anything to add, guys? It's been a long time. That one really, I feel, really holds up. I haven't watched it in a long time. Um, debated on it, but um, went with other picks. Guy Pierce was. It's so weird to see him in this, thinking to his character in L.A. Confidential and how different they are. Um, yeah. Almost, almost, you know what? Sometimes because of that Matrix connection, almost makes you wonder. Oh, are they stuck in a side Matrix um, yeah, where it's like a deja vu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know what's funny is we mentioned. Oh, I forget what we were talking about before we started, and I started getting me to thinking about existence and i think um oh a total recall and it's got a very similar feel where you wonder will you (laughs) memento is all about questioning what is what's real factual what Mm -hmm. is real despite keeping (laughs) the other thing is like why don't you keep some notebooks but anyway um yeah it really works i this i i want to watch this one again it's been a while I actually just rewatched this like two or three months ago. Bill soar up and down that we saw it in theaters, but I could not remember the ending, so uh, I just decided to rewatch it. And yeah, very good. I agree. That's why it's on my top five. With that, uh, let's go to yours, Corey. What's your number four? Okay, I don't remember when or where we've talked about this one. I know that I think we're all three fans, and I really just couldn't leave it off because I feel like the twist is one of the best twists in any movie ever. Um, I had to go with 1996's Scream. Ah. Yeah. I, and I just rewatched this one kind of recently, too. I can't remember if it was around Halloween or what. Um, I just... I just love this movie so much. Um, and, I mean, it's an older one anyways, but the whole time we think that there's one killer and they're, like, setting us up for Billy the whole time. And then we find out that it's two. And I just remember even, like, the first time watching it, mind completely blown. Like, it shouldn't have been, I guess. But, and even just watching it again and you already know what's happening, it's still just so good and i don't know sometimes when you watch movies you know more than a couple times and they have a twist like that you're like eh. but i don't feel that way about this one yeah that one for sure holds up despite the very 90s feel and um one of the few times i well no i say that i i feel badly being hard on matthew lillard but he was he was i i can't think of anyone that wasn't very good in this other than no, this is great. Uh, yeah, this is. I never kept up with Kevin Williamson post, uh, let's say Dawson's Creek. Um, it's so weird to think this is the same guy that had a connection to I know what you did last summer, because they're so different. Well, and then you know, and not the same director either. But I yeah. watched that one kind of recently too. I'm sorry. Like, Why no one, did I no do one, this? No one should. Do that that's right. just bad <laughs> yeah. the miss that Watch the mystery the mystery will <laughs> yeah um scream is one of my favorite horror films uh when i think hard on it it's hard to not love it um you know i watched it so much when i was in high school uh it was one of my cousin's favorite movies and we would constantly watch it um 
but I, I, I liked it, and I still, uh, the last time I watched it, I, I still loved it. Um, I just finally watched 4 uh, a couple of years ago, um, and 4 is not bad. Uh, 3 is, I have not rewatched since the theater, but 3 was so bad. Um, I need, I kind of want to revisit 2, because um, 2 does some cool stuff with uh, sequel talk, but... Um, well, on the sad, the fate of the one character that made me sad, sad face. Uh, Jamie Ken- Jamie Kennedy's yeah Jamie because he oh, yeah. in the first movie is very likable um especially because he's the movie nerd in the film so I guess a lot of them are movie nerds but he's the one who is obviously a movie nerd. <laughs> can relate <laughs> yeah exactly um and uh, Nev Campbell's real good in this movie and then uh, she was in Skyscraper last year with The Rock and was not Poor so Nef good Campbell yeah, yeah that, well the movie wasn't so good overall it's just True. I don't understand. Um, and then Skeet Ulrich has a. Re- did you know he has a, a revival happening right now? Um, no, what? Ooh, I did not. Skeet Ulrich is a star of uh, Riverdale. He is um, Jughead's father on Riverdale. Okay, so what? Yep, yep. I know that. Yeah, uh, my hey. wife and daughter uh, made me watch season one, which I think season one is tolerable. Um, from everything I've seen after season one, it gets ridiculous real fast. Um, so I've not watched any of those, but, uh, Ulrich was in it, um, as Jughead's father and still is, still is in it, but, and then Luke Perry was in it, but you know, Luke Perry passed suddenly. So he's Archie's father. Oh, you gotta bring me down, man. Sorry, man. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, good pick, Corey. Definitely a solid, um, mystery. Uh, I do think of it first as a horror film, but you can't deny that there's a mystery element to this movie. So, uh, good on you um, let's go uh, to Mike you're number four All right, I'm going to read the cast list I'm curious to see if you can spot it by that but okay. it's, uh, we're a fan of John Cusack and he's the lead uh, <gasps> as Amanda Pete, Ray Liotta I don't remember oh, John I haven't seen uh, it it's Alfred, Identity uh, Alfred Molina Clea Duvall John C. McGinley Jake Busey Rebecca De Mornay all these people yeah what well, Honestly, to be truthful, uh, this is, I won't say it's a loose adaptation of an Agatha Christie identity from 2003. It's a lean 90 minutes in. Man, it is all over the place. And I will say one of the things that stuck out to me, I I distinctly remember this, 2003, I would have been married about six years. Yeah, definitely would have seen this in the theaters because it's John Cusack. Mm -hmm. They make mention of a locale really close to us, Frostproof. I thought it was Except. No, Frostproof. Oh, okay. Um, I promise, because they get it all wrong. There's mountainous terrain. You know, they actually talk about... um, There's another movie that talks about Frostproof. I think it's a Dennis Quaid one. I cannot remember. But of all the places... And yeah, there really is, for anybody that happens to be listening that is not local to our area, really is a place named Frostproof because it, you know, did not frost over during the whatever parts of winter that we likely very very lightly get um but that's that's besides the point and you don't really know what's going on you have to piece this together and just it does it falls into all these tropes uh rainy you know it's dark and stormy night uh very secluded isolated motel very Bates motel feel to it 
And it goes, I mean, the tagline right there on Letterboxd, the secret lies within, and that kind of gives it away. And it, it really worked for me. Um, I probably could pick it apart now. But did you, I just, when I think... Did you notice who that? the director was? Uh, James Mangold. Mangold. Who did Logan. Oh, oh my gosh. See, yeah. I didn't place that together. Yeah. As soon as I saw the name, I was like, oh. Yeah, he, he did. also. Oh my gosh! Uh, Walk the line. Yeah, he's uh, a girl. Interrupted. Girl, girl interrupted. Solid. Kate, oh, Kate, love girl Kate Leopold. Kate Leopold. <laughs> this guy's got a diverse uh, Copland, which is um, this uh, Stallone movie. Yeah, um, better. It could have been better, but it wasn't too bad. This is that's crazy. I didn't realize. Yeah, see, and I loved Logan. Well, I figure we all love yeah, Logan. Logan, so yes. Um, and I actually just watched that. I saw you were watching it recently. Yeah, I just happened to catch it. Actually, I, um, I, this year he has the Ford versus Ferrari coming out. Have you seen the trailer for that? No, I haven't uh, seen that. It's Matt Damon and Christian Bale are like the leads, and it's a uh, about him convincing like Matt Damon's character is trying to build Ford like a car that can compete with Ferrari, basically as far as like racing goes. The trailer is really mm-hmm. solid. It actually looks really entertaining. I'm kind of excited about it. Um, uh, no, if it's anything, uh, anything like these that we've been talking about, I'm sure it'll be. Yeah, especially with that cast. And, um, I, I've actually, I'm fairly confident I own Identity. Um, if not, yeah, I and you haven't watched can, it. Yeah, man, that's a that's a thing I do. Uh, you know, <laughs> same. I mean, I, guilty. I, I I buy. You know, we talk about games. I have this whole collection of games that some are still in the wrapper, but. Well, you know, I say that, and I still have Dune and Blade Runner, the final cut, and the wrapper. But I've still seen them. We just get them because they're on a good price, and we have intentions to watch them. Yeah, they're movies that yeah, intrigue but, but me. Most of those, but most of those I've watched, though. Like, I've watched Dune. I don't know how many. I own it on digital. I own it on DVD and Blu-ray. <laughs> I have yeah. a problem, okay? Well, I, I, you know, I'm a movie person, so I have intentions to watch. Um, and if I don't own it, I definitely considered buying it many times uh, when you're working at FYE and stuff. Um, I'm also, as you mentioned, a Cusack fan. And I like actually a lot of the cast uh, more now than I did then. And, of course, when this came out, I wouldn't have known James uh, Mangold. But now Mangold, after Logan, yeah. I'm especially a fan. Um, and I've seen several of his films. I didn't realize some of the ones he'd done. Like you said, his his filmography is pretty all over the place. But I've seen many of them, and I enjoy many of them. Um, Walk the Line, I, di- I didn't even realize that. And Girl Interrupted, I, um, s- amazingly strong film with Winona. Uh, your, your lady there, Mike. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I, that's, I gravitated. I just didn't realize. Sometimes I don't pay attention to credits. I pay yeah. attention to the cast. Same. I'm so bad with names sometimes. I, that well, is... but see, I like to pay attention, and that's. I feel ashamed that I didn't know that connection. Yeah, and I like... Um, I would say I like to be good at movie trivia, so knowing like those types of things help. Um, I don't obviously know all of them, but I try to memorize like filmographies when I can. Um, I don't make an effort to. It just it's one of the things my brain just sticks with. Um, which I I'm excited to go into our next movie though. Corey, is there anything you wanted to add uh, about Identity? I, did you see it? Yeah. That's it, huh? <laughs> well, I have it in my honorable mentions. I mean, I don't okay. really have anything else to add about it. Um, you don't have to. Yeah. I, well, I really liked it. There you go, listeners. I guess that's one uh, maybe I'll get to. Maybe I won't. 
Um, I'm going back a bit. You might have noticed my last two. I did 2018, 2000. I'm going all the way back to 1950 for the next movie um, because I, I do watch things outside of the new movies. Uh, and not too long ago, I watched Rashomon for the first time, the Akira Kurosawa film. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, this film sets a framework that is used in many other films since then. Um, it, it's interesting when it comes to a mystery here because... Uh, you don't get closure. You are never given a definitive answer as to what actually happened. Um, you are told uh, the story from four different perspectives. Um, the overall premise, this is from IMDb, uh, the rape of a bride and the murder of her samurai husband are recalled from the perspectives of a bandit, the bride, the samurai's ghost, and a woodcutter. Um, so you see each story and each one is slightly different and things are altered and you you're kind of left to decide who's telling the truth, and there is like a moral tale built into that. And movies have replicated this attempt. Um, there was one recently where they did the, the four different strands of, of storytelling. I can't think of what it was. Um, but I, I really, uh, I like Akira Kurosawa, what I've seen. I, I haven't seen too many of his movies, but I've watched Seven Samurai, and I've seen uh, Rashomon for sure. Um, I need to watch Yojimbo sitting on my shelf and Hidden Fortress which I've not seen is a major inspiration for Star Wars that's where Lucas pulled a lot of his mm-hmm. uh, style so um, needless to say obviously if you're a film person this is a director you've probably heard of and Rashomon is a, maybe an obvious answer to say for best mystery but when I watched it I was really intrigued by the, uh, the, the process of the storytelling and that's what I really enjoyed about the movie was having these four different perspectives and um, you know, seeing it play out in each different way and how things are slightly different and uh, the little nuances that are into the storytelling and how that can affect our own interpretations. Um, also, I think our, bias, uh, our biases are brought to the surface because, like, when the bandit's talking, I think you're quick to dismiss what he's saying. Um, but in other tales, it's like, well, maybe he was there was more truth there than we might have thought. And um, I don't know. I really... Uh, it's a movie I actually want to revisit again. Um, but I couldn't leave off the top five. So, uh, have either of you seen Rashomon? I have not, as I will admit that that's one of those holes in my viewing. Um, maybe one day. I recommend. Uh, Corey, what'd you say? I haven't either. Yeah, I, I thought not with that one. Um, you know, teaching film, uh, I have tried to, you know, reach out of my, well, both my comfort zone um, older movies used to, especially black and white movies, used to give me pause, and then um, foreign films used to give me pause. No longer, but um, like when they're considered classics, I have sought them out, and um, I do have Rashomon on on Criterion, I believe, uh, because you know why not? But all right, well that that leads uh, that's my number three. Let's get to Corey. What's yours? Okay. I okay I don't even know how I feel like I've talked about this one before but I'm not sure I went with Shutter Island oh hmm I love this movie and I think this is the first time that I was just like holy heck Michelle Williams okay um and I've kind of been a fan ever since I I like Leonardo DiCaprio I've liked him since you know, I was a preteen and had a crush, or yeah. young teenager. Um, but I'm I sure just because he he competed directly with Bert here. Yeah, exactly. Very much. Exactly. Um, I just kind of 
love how it all unfolds and how they're setting up this story for him so that he can deal with his past and maybe move on. But um, I can't remember exactly what he says at the end, but I kind of love that line. Um, I believe it's something about being a monster, I think. I, it, now that I'm talking about it, I can't remember. But oh, yeah. I, I just love it so much. Um, I've only seen this once. Uh, I was going through Scorsese's filmography a while back. I still haven't seen all of his movies. I've seen most of his big ones. Um, I like this one quite a bit. Mark Ruffalo, of course, also in it. Jackie Earl Haley. So mm. a really solid cast. Um, Emily Mortimer. Ben Kingsley. Uh, ben Kingsley. Max von Sydow. Um, and you already mentioned Michelle Williams, who is almost always terrific. Um, yeah, I what I remember of the movie, I was very intrigued with... Um, uh, before we started movie club, I would watch. I had like a real life movie club with with editor of Burke Reviews, David, where we would take turns like watching a movie that we'd never seen at, at one of like one week at my house, next week we'll I'll go to your house, that kind of thing. And this was one of those movies that we watched. Um, and I think uh, I I've been meaning to rewatch it. I bought it uh, because I liked it enough. Like I, I think he had it, and then I was like, I like this. I'm gonna buy it because I want to watch it again. Um, I just haven't gotten to it yet. Um, but, uh, there's a lot of cool imagery. It's actually, it's cool because it, it plays like a horror movie at times. And it's, um, you know, that's not usually in, uh, Scorsese's style, but, oh, and John Carroll Lynch is also in it. Can't leave him out. Um, but I, I, I wish I remembered more. Uh, I considered this for my list. It's, I had it on the honorable mentions because I did really like take to it. But I've only seen it once, and like it's it's hard to really like pull specific moments, um, other than the reveal. Like I definitely remember how it ends, and that's like the strongest part in my my mind at this point. But I had to look it up. It uh, Teddy says to Chuck, which would be worse, to live as a monster or to die as a good man. Hmm. I just having to face everything that he's kind of had to deal with too. For sure. I mean, it, dark like, and moody. Well, that's the other thing about the movie I really like because it has there's a mystery that he's attempting to solve but we're actually watching a different mystery unfold you know about him and his life you know like how (laughs) it kind of goes hand in hand which makes it even more intriguing as a uh, mystery movie so i think that's a solid pick mike uh did i understand have you not seen shutter island uh no not really i tried a couple times but i can't i i actually not watch much more than 15 minutes of it i'm not sure why Hmm. Um, I just never, I don't know. Maybe I was, I was, I was taking out on Leonardo DiCaprio. Maybe I've been there. Um, but if you come around, you know, he's pretty <laughs> great most of the time. Um, <laughs> all right. Well then Mike, I guess we're off to your number three. Oh, this is interesting. Um, cause I just dug up, uh, we were just talking about Bustillo I told you I recommended Sea of Love to you, mm-hmm. not my pick, but it's the same director. And I'm actually looking at some of the. We'll get back to his other work, but um, this one is from 1993, and it's called Malice. The director is Harold Becker. The reason I was kind of going, oh, guess what he directed? Sea of Love. Um, he's also directed, ooh, Domestic Disturbance, not so good. Um, uh, Mercury Rising. Uh, but Malice, let's go back to my actual pick. Malice starring 
Nicole Kidman, good old everyman, oh. Bill Pullman, Alec Baldwin, B.B. Newworth, George C. Scott's in it for a short time. I barely remember Anne Bancroft. Uh, I actually happened to be watching G.I. Jane today, and I was like, I really disliked her character in it. Peter Gallagher, um, Tobin Bell. That's right, I forgot he uh, the quick character. Yep. Oh. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, her first. Uh, and if you're not a fan of Goop, you really like the quick role she plays. Because uh, uh, I, I won't spoil it. You'll see. Um, but basically, a murder mystery set on a university campus that uh, Bill Pullman's the dean of, and he's trying to keep up with students and whatnot. And it one of the most classic scenes, and I feel like we've talked about it, uh, is there comes a plot point where Alec Baldwin's character Judd, uh, I'm sorry, Jed, Jed Hill, Dr. Jed Hill, uh, his alcohol, blood alcohol level comes into play and he just goes on this tirade uh, about having a God complex and it's such a good line. He, I mean, he's still great. Uh, I know that they're getting ready to do the roast for Alec Baldwin. They are, yeah. But that, that, that line is just classic. There's this whole scene that's the part where George C. Scott's in there and just it, it it worked for me i did not watch it in the theater caught happen to catch it on video release and it's one of those kind of little sleeper i i wouldn't even say it's a hit but it definitely well you gotta, fits the bill um aaron sorkin is credited with screenplay too um and oh okay so that could be why i really took to the yeah, I'm curious of the dialogue because his dialogue is usually real, like snappy and. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's back. definitely interaction, um, and, and I feel badly for Bill Pullman because in the right, this one, um, he was okay in Independence Day, but um, and if you've never caught, I want to say it's called Brain Dead, uh, old old horror. He, I mean, he really went for it, and it just worked, and. He did really. Everyone was really good in this. I like Pullman a lot in the first Independence Day, and I have not seen it in a long time. But I'm I'm getting ready for uh, classes to start back, so I'm lesson planning. And um, uh, while you were sleeping, I believe he is in with uh, Sandy B, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's uh, apparently a pretty beloved rom com that I saw. And I, I, I guess I wrote off as like being too silly as a kid, but I've not gone back to it. Obviously. It's a, it's a. Oh, Peter Gallagher's also in that. That's right. He's yeah. the guy in the bed. So there's uh, a connection to Malice from while you were sleeping. Um, unfortunately for me, I have not seen Malice, and that means I have not seen three of your movies, and I have failed. Um, shame, shame. <laughs> for shame. But I am, I'm intrigued by Malice, uh, especially the Sorkin connection, and then I like the the three leads. Um, Nicole Kidman, man, she's always. I, she's done some some crap, but I, I tend to like her in movies. So, despite her crap, because again, she does, does some crap. Oh, I no, no. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, Corey, have you seen Malice? Corey, are you still there? Yes. Okay. She heard Gwyneth Paltrow. She heard Gwyneth yeah, like, Paltrow and dropped off. <laughs> Jeez. I haven't. All right. Well, then I guess. Mike, we're going to leave yours and go to my number two, which I'm excited to talk about. And uh, I know Corey has seen this one, 
and did not like it, if I remember correctly, if memory serves. I but know it, what movie you're going to say, and I'm going to say that I didn't like it. Oh, there's a few that I could say that you wouldn't have liked, because you don't there like two. No, you don't like noir. And nope. this is a modern, uh, would, I would guess would fall into more of a neo-noir mystery, uh, written and directed by Ryan Johnson, or Rian Johnson, who you might love or hate from The Last Jedi. Um, it's called Brick, from 2005. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Lucas Haas, uh, Emma, Emma, Emile de Raven, I don't know how to say her name, Megan Good, uh, Noah Fleiss, who's in a couple other things, I think. Um, I, I really, really like this movie. It's super stylized, um, because it's a group of high school kids, but they're talking like they're, like, 50s detectives, and, um, I, I love that so, so much. It's a very early Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, movie, um, and I think he's excellent in it, um. I like Ryan Johnson's uh, choices. It's obviously a very low-budget film, but it works uh, with the style that he's going for. And ultimately, um, it starts off as a mystery as to what was this girl, this uh, lost love, the femme fatale type character, lures him into this uh, you know, mystery, what, what happened to her. Um, when he finds her dead, then he has to go deeper. Why is she dead? What? Who killed her? Because um, initially it's where is she, finds her, then it's what happened. Um, and, you know, it's very personal, and I, I don't know, I enjoyed this. We did this for Movie Club. Corey did not like it, if I, uh, memory serves. Am I correct? I'm pretty sure it met it tipped more towards hated. Ooh, which I don't understand. Um, <laughs> I, I did end up teaching this film, uh, that, like, not long after we did the episode. Um, and my kids were mixed on it. Uh, some really liked the style. And then some were kind of put off by the style choices. And I think that's kind of true of Ryan Johnson's career. I think you either are all in with what he's doing or you hate him. Um, for me, he tends to work. I'm very excited about his new film coming out this year. Um, I think it's this year. Uh, it's called The... Um, oh, 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 come on, there it is. Knives Out. Uh, if you haven't seen the trailer, it mm -hmm. a couple mm -hmm. months ago. That one actually does look good. Yeah, I think it looks amazing. Um, but... Uh, and that's another mystery movie coming out. Um, he did uh, Looper, though, and um, I like Looper. I, I've only seen it once, but I, I enjoyed it. So what happened, though? That's the crazy part. Looper's amazing. Break I liked more than not. Um, I thought it really worked. What happened? What do you mean? I, don't I, I love Last Jedi, if that's what you're getting. Uh, yeah, no. We're going to be at disagreement. Yeah, I, I cannot see how anyone can look at that movie and not love it. Um, it blows my mind. Uh, so, I am a Ryan Johnson uh, fan, and I think anyone who doesn't love Last Jedi is just hating. Um, but... Mm -mm -mm. Um, There's a lot of problems. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there is. But, uh, you know, we won't get into it on this podcast, because this is not a Star Wars episode. Um, nonetheless, uh, my number two is Brick. Uh, movie Corey disliked, Mike said was solid. Corey, what is your number two? Okay, I just rewatched this, I think, in the last month or so. I know I've talked about this movie. Bill and I went to the theaters. I didn't know what the heck H-E double hockey sticks I got myself into, and we were getting ready to leave, and we decided to stay. But anyways, I went with the others. Oh. Hmm. I, so we've already talked about spoilers, and this movie is a little old anyways, but... I love that it's a ghost story, and I love that Nicole Kidman has no idea 
that she and her children are dead until the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. I love the three, um, like, how um, housekeepers and how, like, I don't know how to refer to all three of them because they all have different jobs around the home. Um, I love that they, like, come to, I guess, help break the news to her. I love that they think that their house is being haunted when they're actually the ones that are haunting it. Yeah. And they end up driving off people who are trying to, like, live in this house. Um, I Again, I love the atmosphere so much in this. I love when her husband shows up and I, I just think that it's a great movie and it still holds up and it seriously is one of the best ghost movie, guest ghost stories I've ever seen. Yeah, it's, it's really cool because of the reverse ghost story element that we are we feel like they're being haunted but later when we find out that they're the ones doing the haunting it's very very good um the reveals in it are excellent uh the atmosphere it it is a really well-made film and um there is a mystery element because nicole kidman's character is trying to figure out what's going on because she of course there's no such thing as ghosts and then gradually she starts (laughs) to believe um and then the irony being that she is the ghost um you know and uh, she's Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Um, I, I I do enjoy that a lot. It, it is one I I've, I've taught it a couple times because it is also a PG thirteen horror movie, which is not something yes. that there's a lot of good ones of. That's true. Um, also, that you know, her children have photosensitivity, and that adds a lot of uh, difficulty to their lives, and even like how that plays out in the movie, but that she is going to end up having another nervous breakdown when she finds out what happened last time she had one. I don't know. I just think it's genius. Yep, yep. It really worked. It's one of those... Uh, um, I don't know how re- Rewatch Valley would happen. Uh, because, you know what I mean? Because once you know it, oh. it man, it's... And if you haven't watched it, Ty West... Um, oh. I think we talked... Not, never mind then. I won't even suggest it. Forget it then. <laughs> but go Forget ahead, other nope, listeners, nope. or maybe John. Nope. Nope. You're gonna say the nope. innkeepers. Nope. No, nope, I'm not. I've seen now. the innkeepers. Or House of the Devil. No, nope. I'm not saying anything. You have passed your judgment, <laughs> and I am not sure. I did watch it, and I actually tried to watch Innkeepers twice to give it another chance because I was like, maybe I was being a little too judgmental, but it just doesn't work for me. Hmm. Well. Um, the others, good movie. Uh, definitely has a mystery kind of embedded in it. Um, let's go to Mike, number two. Um, okay. Uh, um, I actually, if you guys have watched this one, I'd be surprised, and I wasn't intending to just go. Uh, you know, super obscure, but this one, I don't even remember how we ran into this one it was just an accidental pick but I think it's because of John Reno um, it was released in 2000 called the Crimson Rivers uh, foreign language so I want to say French but definitely it's more than it felt more than a procedural and that's what it feels like at the beginning the investigation of a murder and at a college that is set in the remote mountains of this area. I almost want to say Swiss, Switzerland, um, but it's 
it kind of goes from there and you think it's going to go one direction but the mystery leads you a whole nother way and by these two different police officers working separate cases Vincent Cassell from Irreversible and what else was he in Irreversible was the big one Uh, oh he was in Ocean's 13 and Ocean's 12 I forgot about that and um, they play different you know like they're working different parts of a case and happen to have a connection and it goes from there by the time you get around to it there's it's really involved and it might seem convoluted I say the ratings on it are not the best but it it worked for me it's just one of those foreign uh, the dub works I don't think I saw the subtitled Uh, I actually prefer subtitled versions of it but I think the dub is what we ended up watching Hmm. And um, well, much like identity, Mike, um, I own this. I bought this though because you brought this movie up somewhere else before, um, and it was sounded really intriguing. I don't remember what the list was, but you've definitely talked about the Crimson Rivers once, which happens, and not in any way like a criticism. But I did buy it. I found it. I think I found it at like Family Dollar or Dollar General or something. Oh, and wow. I was like, I'm like, hey, this is that movie Mike was talking about. Uh, you know, snatch, grab it because it's like three bucks or whatever. And what are the odds, you know? Because this isn't like a big movie. Um, it's not. And so I, I, I did pick it up. It is in my DVD collection. I have not watched it yet. Um, you know, second time. Uh, in fact, I'm going to confirm that I own Identity here while we're while we're talking. But, um, but I, uh, yeah, I do own Identity confirmed. Um, so uh, they're in the same DVD. Oh, confirmed, confirmed Identity. Confirmed identity. It's the Crimson Rivers. Um, so, uh, two of your uh, five movies I own, but I haven't watched. Watch, so. So. There we are. Um, I will. I will say there's a sequel to this. Uh, we've watched it. It was okay. The first. Uh, you're not missing anything if you don't watch that one. But this one, it just stuck out to me, and but it was just like, ooh, kind of creepy in the way they did some of the stuff with the story. Hmm. Well, and Corey, I assume, uh, like myself, you have not watched this movie? I have not. Well, Mike, we're sorry. We have nothing to add to your movies this this week at all. It seems. That's okay. I haven't watched I haven't watched a couple of years. So. That's true. Well, I feel <laughs> not, like, on pur- not on purpose, though. I feel like there's a good chance you have uh, seen this last one, and if not, I'll be surprised. But um, I, I went back in time again, uh, going to 1954, a director who I hate to say is like my favorite because it feels a little too like oh you're a film person oh and he's your favorite director blah blah but it's an Alfred Hitchcock film um, and it stars one of my favorite actors James Stewart or Jimmy Stewart depending on you know what you're going by and there's two uh, of Hitchcock movies oh, that yeah. qualify here but I went with my favorite uh, Rear Window um, Art, it's quite possible it, Rear Window is like my favorite Hitchcock film in general um, I love so much about it. I love how the story unfolds, um, but I particularly love the performances from James Stewart and Grace Kelly. Um, and then, of course, uh, you can't—you have to talk about Thelma Ritter, who is the uh, like nurse who's taking care of Jim Jeffries or J.B. Jeffries, um, because of his broken leg. And then, uh, man, the way Hitchcock plays the story, where even just that opening sequence is such a memorable film. There's nothing wasted, and I believe this is the film that has the legend where Hitchcock filmed so much 
uh, I'm sorry, not so much, so precisely that there was literally nothing left on the cutting room floor, um, ultimately taking away the studio's ability to edit the movie uh, and do what they want with it because he only filmed what he needed um, to tell mm. the story. If I've, I'm 90% sure this is that movie in the legend of Hitchcock uh, beating the studio system um, and taking creative control over his film by only shooting the story he had in his head um, because he's a master of blocking and, I mean, God, the guy... I don't know if you guys know this, but Hitchcock, brilliant filmmaker. Hot take. Um, he's, uh, yeah, I hear he's pretty good. Yeah, you know, if you haven't checked him out, I recommend it. But, um, you know, I, I am, I'm a big fan of Hitchcock. I've watched many of his movies. In fact, I just received an awesome birthday present of Notorious um, on the Criterion print. And uh, can't wait to get into that one. I've not seen that one yet, and I'm excited to finally watch that one. Um, but I, I also own Rebecca uh, on Criterion. The same person bought it for me. Um, very grateful <laughs> to have a good friend who knows my love of movies. But uh, if you have, have you guys seen Rear Window? Because it's it is one of my favorites. Like I've seen it several times. Oh, very very long time ago. It's not been recent. Corey, did you? So yeah, I would it? definitely agree with. It's a classic. I haven't. Oh, Corey. Oh. Corey, you mm-hmm. must watch Rear Window like immediately. It's such a great watch, and there has been several like you already know the story because there has been several parodies and, and references. The Simpsons have done it. Um, uh, who did Disturbia with Shia LaBeouf? Because that is a total knockoff. Oh rip-off. yeah, I've seen that. And then yeah. um, after Christopher Reeves was put in a wheelchair, they did a version of Rear Window with him um, in the in the wheelchair appropriately. Um, that I heard was not so good, uh, but no, um, it wasn't. But it's been, uh, you know, parodied and referenced and um, just amazing. And in fact, uh, I recently took uh, some yearbook students. We went to a workshop and then we went to Universal Studios. And uh, it, w- one of those students is a one of actually two of my four yearbook students that went are also film students. And I realized uh, they were both really big Hitchcock fans. I'm like, hey, do you guys know that Universal Studios used to have a Hitchcock thing? And they're like, what? Because it's been gone pretty much since they were born, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember for sure when it left, but it was it was early in the Hitchcock, it, it the Hitchcock stuff. Ago. Went a long time, yeah. yeah. But it, they had the Bates Motel there, um, and uh, you got to do this like interactive show. And one of the things that you got to do was look through binoculars at this little uh, apartment scene, and you could go window to window, and you would witness things like Jeffries did, and. I've always remembered that. And I was young and hadn't seen Rear Window at the time, but man, I really wish it was still there because I would appreciate it so much more now than I did when I was a kid. I'm glad I got to do it because it's, you know, it was a limited thing, but at the same time, it's like, man, I would so much more appreciate it if I could do it now. But uh, yeah, Rear Window is my number one uh, movie mystery. Let's get to Corey's. What is yours? Dun, dun, dun. We've talked about this. I know you're a fan. I think that you might have dropped this movie on our last uh, our last recording mm. but I went with 2006 The Prestige ah, I Prestige may have for sure because I think you were uh, talking about Bowie playing ah, Nikola I did mention him, Tesla yeah. yes um, I re-watched this a little while ago and I just love how um, it had been a while since I'd seen it but that there was just so much going on that I had forgotten some of it. Of course, I remembered, like, I guess only part of the, like, end reveal, but I just think that this movie is 
so great. Um, and even when I was going through and making my list, I want to watch it again. Yeah, it's excellent. Um, I was very late to this one, and um, I love. I mean, it's again the second Nolan film uh, collective on this list. Um, because again, he he likes to uh, to build, and this movie tells you you know that you're not going to see it coming and you see one of the two twists coming uh, in my opinion that's like how i watched it i saw one plain, you know plain as day i was like locked in on one completely sideswiped by the other and i think it just depends on which one you latch on to that you'll be sideswiped by the other um and that's the beauty of the movie and it's also the movie is telling you that like it, it straight up tells you that you're gonna do this thing and then you fall into it, not realizing that you're being tricked. Uh, yeah, I, I also really enjoy this. Um, solid pick, for sure. And it, it does... It's framed as a mystery because uh, the movie opens with a death that we then back up and build towards. Um, and get to, like, just before the third act, if I remember correctly. So yeah, there's that whole, like, how did we get to that point? How did that happen? Um, that you have to kind of walk through so there's definitely a mystery element plus the twist uh in that movie so good call gosh i haven't watched this in a long time so i feel like whoa it's almost like i haven't watched it yeah there's a lot that happens in it too and plus i mean you have like scarlett johansson hugh jackman and christian bale uh who are all i think i already mentioned all superheroes now but at the time you know scarlett was still kind of an up-and-coming actress but and like there, I get, I didn't really remember it last time that I, the, when I had watched it years ago. Um, but when I rewatched it, I forgot like the, and I'm forgetting characters names, but that whole really like sad, tragic heart with his wife mm -hmm. and she, you know, some days she feels loved and some days she doesn't. And then oh, man. when that all makes sense, but it's so heartbreaking. It is. <laughs> yeah. That, but also like it's so interesting because it that, again that's such a hint at that storyline and it's like you yeah could, you could totally ignore that because some people are like that you know i know people that are like that some days they're really kind and warm and other days they're just like a completely different person mm -hmm. and sometimes you're literally a completely different person um we said spoiler warning it's fine we did so many times um can't forget rebecca hall is also in the prestige and as mentioned david bowie and Andy Circus, which I think gets forgotten. Oh yeah. Um. Well, that's Corey's number one. So for my number one, went with Rear Window, uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Corey goes with The Prestige from Christopher Nolan and Mike. Who is your number or what is your number one movie mystery? Well, the Who is a David Lynch, and I thought the I thought what? Lynch might show up. Ah, yes, he does. Um, probably not in Corey's viewing um, because of the sheer length of it. It's 134 minutes, so you know she's gonna just give it that sound of disdain and uh, probably not watch it. Uh, we are back with Bill Pullman. He stars in this. Uh, it's Lost Highway. Oh, okay. Uh, Bill Pullman, Patricia Arquette, Robert, Bla Ooh, creepy Robert Blake. Uh, Henry Rollins, our old friend Henry Rollins in that. But to say Ooh. that this... What? Oh, I'm looking at some of the stills. Is that... You said creepy who? 
Uh, Robert Blake. Super is he the, the really movie. pale guy with no yes. eyebrows? Oh, yes, yeah. I, like, is, legit is... got chills looking at it. I was like, uh-huh. oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, to, to be truthful, to, to say that a Lynch film is trippy and quirky is like saying that the sky is blue. This is especially true with this particular movie. Um, it was oh, a tough okay. decision between this one and Mulholland Drive. Both of them have a huge switcheroo identity-wise. Um, and, and like many uh, Lynch films, you're left to figure out what the heck is going on. I really wanted to pick Blue Velvet, but have already picked it and talked about it in the past. That also works, I feel, uh, as a mystery. Probably one of the more linear ones for Lynch. It's definitely the dark side of a small town, so I'm always looking for the dark side since we do live in a smallish town of what's going on. Um, Bill Pullman, again, an unexpected surprise in this. He's given a lot to do, and then all of a sudden he's not. I watched this at least a half dozen times. I'm no expert in this. There's a lot going on mm-hmm. that just, you know, uh, the the more more accessible ones. I know we had that conversation about Eraserhead. The, the Elephant oh, Man's a lot more. Yeah, that one's not accessible. That's not the one you want to start with. I would go with. That was totally Blue. the one I started with. Well, technically, no, I no. started with Twin Peaks, but. Yeah. Uh, and that's definitely more accessible. Definitely more linear storytelling, than not with a little bit of the Lynch characteristics. But definitely, I would definitely say I would say, Blue Velvet for sure. Then maybe jump to Elephant Man, which I think you guys did, and Dune. Yeah, love Elephant Man. Um, I have not watched Dune. Um, I, I need to, and I I have Blue Velvet, um, and Mulholland Drive. I have the Criterion Mulholland Drive. Actually, I've seen both of those. Um, I've not, and it's heavy on my list to watch. In fact, I had hoped um, to watch a couple of more mysteries uh, before we got into our list, and those were two that I was going to try to like squeeze in, but I was not able to, unfortunately. So. It happens. It be that way sometimes. Yeah, you know, sometimes life gets in the way. Like I, I didn't know I was going to spend four hours at my doctor's office today. So, you know, that was, uh, I should. If I had known I was going to be there for four hours, I could have watched the movie on my phone. Could have watched two. Yeah, but I didn't know, so I didn't plan accordingly. Um. Yeah. So, you know, um, I think Lost Highway. I've actually seen. I've never seen the movie. Sorry, I've seen a lot of clips from the movie because it is like. The guy with the no eyebrows is so creepy. Um, he's popped mm-hmm. up in a few things I've watched. Like, uh, for I can't remember what for. To be honest, I just as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I've seen those scenes. Um, but yeah, uh, Lynch is obviously a unique filmmaker, um, and his movies are gonna make you uncomfortable. I think, and that's uh, one reason why I haven't seen the ones that I own. But um, also just because they are a lot of times, uh, I know I have to really be able to sit and watch them. And mm-hmm. not have yeah, you can't. You you will miss a lot, even in the, and even watching it closely, there's a lot that can be missed. For sure. Um, well, that is our top five. Uh, we're gonna go into honorable mentions real fast, and, uh, and then we'll wrap up. So, um, I had I didn't include any Fincher on the list, and that's a shame because I like there's three Fincher films. Um, that I definitely could have included. Uh, Zodiac, I loved so much, but I've only seen once. Um, uh, I, I'm also a big fan of Gone Girl, but also have only seen once. And a movie that I've been meaning to rewatch uh, to see if it holds up, because I saw it in high school, uh, was Seven. 
and oh. I love the mystery of seven, but I just, I, I'm like, man, I've only seen it like maybe, maybe twice in its entirety. Um, huh. be, because it is, it's a tough, like, no, it's a hard matter. watch. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, but, uh, and obviously like I know the ending and the, the whole box thing has been joked about for so much. Um, another uh, Nolan film because we I, I had on my uh, honorable mentions I also had the Prestige but um, Insomnia, uh, the oh, Al Pacino yeah. and Robin that's Williams. That's really film, great. That's such really a great. Good. I'd like to see the original though. Me too. I've not seen and it's not called Insomnia though. I um, but I think it stars one of the stars guards, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. I uh, think you're right. Oh. Um, then uh, I oh I just realized I had another Fincher film, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the American remake. I've not seen. The original, but I love uh, the uh, the American movie. It's again extremely tough watch, but I just watched it not too long ago. Um, another Hitchcock film, Strangers on the Tra- Strangers on a Train. Uh, I had the Coens, The Big Lebowski, because I freaking love the mystery in that. Um, <laughs> more recent films, uh, Personal Shopper and Searching, are both really intense mysteries that I highly, yeah. highly recommend. Um, and I think I talked about not long ago, Gone Baby Gone, the uh, Casey Affleck film. Um, I I really enjoy that movie and how it plays out. Uh, I mean, enjoy isn't the right word because it's very dark, but I I thought it's a really good movie. Um, it kept me engaged, and I really like Casey Affleck in it. And I think that's sufficient. Uh, for my honorable mentions, Corey, what do you got? I only have a few. I have seven. Um, Silence of the Lambs and Identity. Wait, which is it? A few or seven? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Dad jokes everywhere. That's all I got, guys. I had sounds. She said she well, had but... seven. Yeah, I got... can just keep naming movies. No, I really can't. Um, I do want to throw out L.A. Confidential and Chinatown too, which I didn't just say out loud. Yep. But, yep. Uh, sorry, Mike. What, what do you got for honorable mentions? Uh, I wanted to put this on my list, but we just talked about it. The Mystery Team. Oh, and I, watched I watched that. it again, and I forgot how lewd some of the parts were. I was oh, like, "Oh man. my god!" The strip club uh, scene is really, really raunchy. It, it takes the train spotting to a whole different level. Yes. Like, I forgot about these parts, and just the c- compare and contrast between their innocence, and it's so weird to see Childish Gambino that way. You know, the, playing that character. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, because I was watching. I, I remember really loving it, but I just—it's one of those things where I'm like, "Oh, well, okay then." Um, so yeah, uh, that one seven's on my list. The Usual Suspects, Chinatown, and Memento. So I think we were all in agreement with some of our picks. Dude, I didn't even think about Mystery Team when I was making this list, and that's—I literally just watched it um, after you talked I mean, about it's that in the last the, list. It's in the title. Yeah, it's in the freaking title. Um, yeah, I also very enjoy, very much enjoyed that movie. Uh, even though there are, I had to look away during that toilet scene. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's very, very, Nasty. very, very funny. I laughed real hard at that movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, definitely a solid pick. Um, all right, listeners, that's our top five uh, movie mysteries in honor of. Where'd you go, Bernadette? Which is a question we might actually be asking if it keeps getting pushed back. Oh no. Um, <laughs> I uh, we'll I'm a big fan of mystery movies. Though. I I find them always to be uh, not always. Sometimes they're really really bad. Um, the the mystery doesn't work, or the mystery is like just 
as an afterthought. Um, there's one recently too that I, I felt that way where it was like the mystery was not the focus of the movie. I can't think of what it is now. Uh, but um, when they work, they work really well for me especially. And this is a list that I wanted to uh, to do. And we'd love to hear what we left off. What what are your favorites? What are some we should check out? Um, I'm always interested in this type of thing. Yeah, I could have gone just no R because I like uh, double indemnity would have worked and um, uh, oh, touch of evil. Um, even Citizen mm-hmm, Kane. Mm-hmm. I mean, Citizen Kane is like, what does Rosebud mean? The whole movie is driven by that concept. Um, but uh, you know, I like to mix it up, and uh, that's what we did. So hit us up uh, on social media. I'm at Burke Reviews. Corey, at Corey R Star. Yours on the end. And Mikey, I'm at Server Monkey. And um, you can read our reviews at BurkeReviews.com. If you like the podcast, please rate and review us. It helps find new listeners. Um, and until next time. Keep watching movies. Do you like movies? Do you like podcasts? Or are you just lonely? If the answer is yes, and even if it's not, then check out the What I Watch Tonight show's filmtastic selection of podcasts Covering the entire movie verse, there's something for everyone, so come check it out. More details at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk or from all good podcast providers.